Live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. And that is Tequila from Nashville, Tennessee. I'm your host, Gary Holt. And joining me in Albuquerque, New Mexico, is the lovely co-host of today's show, Miss Bobby Bell. Good morning, Bobby. 
Good morning, Gary. What's your weather like in the Nashville area? Uh, Our weather is kind of typical for Tennessee. It's going to average about 50-plus degrees today and a little bit overcast, not unlike what you've got going on in Albuquerque today, except yours is sunny, Mm -hmm. isn't it? Yes, we're sunny. (laughs) Blue sky. (laughs) Blue sky and sunny. There's not a cloud or rain or snow or anything in our forecast, like, for the next uh, several days, you know. It's just beautiful here in the land of enchantment. (laughs) That is so cool. Well, last week we had snow and ice. It's kind of mm-hmm. set everything down. And then we hit uh, a warm spell. And so we warmed back up, and now it's kind of cooling down again, and they're kind of forecasting some snow for this weekend. But oh. That's Tennessee. It could be 78 one day like it was last week, and then snow and six inches of ice on the ground. Not quite. Yeah. Pretty so we You were have a big in. event tomorrow. I was going to say, you have a big event tomorrow, don't you? We do. We have an exciting event that's coming up at the very historic Palace Theater in Gallatin, Tennessee. And we are going to be premiering for Tennessee the movie and documentary, The Mustangs, America's Wild Horses. And we visited with the the, uh, producer of that, Mr. Stephen Latham, a few weeks ago on the show. And then... The Mustang Discovery Ride is taking place, and so Lizanne Fears is going to be joining us with the Mustang Discovery Ride, and she'll be in a question and answer session. And Lisa Dearson, who is the founder of the Equus Film and Arts Festival, is going to be there. They are actually filming a documentary as the girls are riding 5,000 miles across America. That is to help encourage people to adopt America's Wild Mustang. And so their their logo says 5,000 miles, 5,000 Mustangs. And um, I do want to give a shout-out to my good friend, Miss Devin O'Day. Devin hosts Main Street Today uh, every day on uh, all social media. And so she had uh, Ann Souders with the Mustang Heritage Foundation on, and Lisa Beerson was on the show, and Lizanne Fears. And so they were kind of promoting the event that's taking place tomorrow night. Bobby, it's a free event, and uh, it's at 6 o'clock, Palace Theater, Gallatin, Tennessee. It'll be a lot, a lot of fun. So we've got people coming from, I know from Texas, We've got people coming from North Carolina and Missouri, and uh, uh, a lot of folks are going to be showing up. But we encourage people to get there, and we're going to have some giveaways for some folks. So it's going to be a great Mm -hmm. time. And, again, the event is free. We do ask for a donation for the Mustang Discovery Ride, and, uh, and all of the money that you donate will go to help support the girls as they're traveling. 5,000 miles across America. And uh, so they started. How many miles? Yeah, I was just going to ask, how many miles have they done yet? Do I'm you not have any sure. idea? They've, they're, they're, in, uh, they're in West Virginia, or have been in West Virginia. They're, on, they're en route down to Gallatin, Tennessee right now because I reached out to them this morning. 
but they're on the way down. So anyway, we'll find out when they get here how far along they are. Uh, we, <laughs> stay tuned. We may do a little interview with them when they're down here as well. So that would be, yeah, be a lot great. of fun. That would be a lot of fun. Well, our, our guest today is a singer, a songwriter, and a real deal cowboy. And Mr. Randy Houston has just called in, and I'm assuming that he's been cowboying. But we're going to play <laughs> one of his great songs. It's called Dust Off Your Saddle. And when we come back, we'll be talking with Randy Houston today on the Campfire Cafe. <laughs> Down off the mountain The whistle pigs are singing Songs of spring I'm hearing voices Does that mean I'm crazy Well I'm waiting For the quitting bell to ring I guess eight to five Doesn't fit my program It costs too much Just to earn this check this itch I feel is deeper than the bed bugs. It's tighter than the tie around my neck. Dust off your saddle, the voices say. There's a little angel shouting in my brain. The battle of security versus my insanity. The good guys are going to win the battle And the voices say, dust off your saddle The baby calves are banging on the spigots The meadow larks have shucked their long johns I'm getting sick of being homesick in a week or two, they're gonna call me gone. Bet the town folks figure I've gone crazy. Talk to myself and I answer back. I got visions of predestination It must be a duck if it quacks Dust off your saddle The voices say There's a little angel shouting in my brain The battle of security Versus my insanity The good guys are going your saddle. Welcome back to Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Network. We just heard Dust Off Your Saddle, written and performed by today's special guest, Randy Houston. Singer, songwriter, cowboy, Randy Houston writes and sings about the stories dear to his heart. The American Cowboy, 
and love and respect for family and the land. A native of New Mexico, he runs Corriente cattle on his ranch. Most of his songs come from experiences on that ranch or stories he hears while interacting with other ranchers. He's written some of the most widely recognized of contemporary cowboy music, and his songs have been recorded by some of the stars of this genre. Today, we'll be featuring music from his brand new, fabulous album, Times Like These. Please welcome to Campfire Cafe, fourth generation livestock producer, first generation award winning hitmaker, and documentary filmmaker, Randy Houston. Welcome, Randy. Thank you. It's great to be here. It is. It good is. morning, sir. How are you, Gary? I'm good. Good. I didn't mean to interrupt good. you. Go ahead. No, that was, that was it. I was just, how are you doing? <laughs> well, I'm doing fine. Doing fine. I got an email last night from a mutual friend of ours, Mr. Jim Jones. And he said Uh-oh. to be sure to give you a hard time today, so I'm kind of waiting to do that. But uh, it could be coming. It could be coming. No, man, no, I tell you no. what. Oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Jim Jones doesn't. He, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I gotta tell you, this CD, this new album, Times Like These, is a good one. Tell us how you put this thing together, because the the it's just a compilation of really serious stuff, but some really funny stuff that you've got on here. So how'd this all come? Well, together? well, first of all, thank you for saying that it's a good album. I appreciate that. Um, I think the answer for the serious and the funny together is really easy. It's just that is the way of the cowboy. That. You know, we have we live a, a really serious life, um, dangerous, and that you know that's a real cliche. Oh, what I do is so dangerous, but the fact is that a whole lot of the things that we do, uh, there's a chance you're going to get hurt. And I've lost several of my friends that have died doing what yeah. we do, but we also have a great time, and so it's you know the the humorous and the serious together are just the way we live. And I probably have to have the humorous to go with the downside of it, which includes the droughts, the fires, the the tragedies and all of that. And uh, quite often we'll make light of it. If someone gets hurt, um, you know, you don't wait to see how bad they're hurt before you start poking fun at it. So <laughs> uh, it's, I, I, I don't, I probably haven't told, you guys, but I've written a novel and it's with the editors right now. And the editor oh, wow. and I've been we've been working together for a while, and and evidently that came out in this novel as well. And he said, he said, and, and also the bond, the bond of the folks that are in the ranching world and the the cowboy world. It's a very small community, and yeah. you you know it's the it's the shirt off their back kind of community. And he said something I had never thought of. And he said, I think one of the reasons that you guys are so close is that it's because of the loss. And he said, it's the same way with the military and it's the same way with law enforcement. The potential for loss of life and, and just loss in, in your day-to-day yeah. life. So anyway. 
Wow. Yep. Wow. 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 That was pretty serious. For Randy Houston, <laughs> I'm telling you. Hey, by the way, well, I, the, don't, the, I, don't the, want, uh, I don't want I don't want people to think the album's a downer. <laughs> oh, it's, no, it's not. not. It's, it's, right. a, it's, it's not. a heck of a lot of fun. <laughs> by the way, the album cover on this was done mm-hmm. by a good friend of ours as well, and that's Mr. Gary Roller. So how did you decide yeah. to have uh, Gary do this cover for you? Beautiful cover. Well, it, through thank you, and through tragedy, it came about. I, I'm I'm really loyal. If um, someone that I use for some kind of a service or a job does a good job, I don't switch just because I make a new friend that does the same thing. And so for all of these years, I've used the same graphic artist who um, was Randy Martin in Nashville. And sadly, Randy uh, died of COVID this last year. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. And so I was looking for someone else to do it. And um, my, my publicist and also friend of ours and yours, uh, Vernell Hackett, uh, suggested yep. Gary. So I called Gary and we put it together. And his daughter, Sierra, does the graphic arts work. And so um, Gary uh, did the drawing, and then uh, we sent it to Sierra and finished up the rest of the deal there. Well, it's a beautiful album cover. and uh, Yeah, so when you see Gary next time, you tell him I said that he had done some fine, fine work on this. uh, I will. I will. I was sure tickled with it. It's it's actually a drawing of my grandson. That's um, we took several pictures of my grandson from the back, and um, what inspired it. So, since we're on on radio, the people can't see it. Uh, they need to go see right. it. But it's it's a little boy. You see him from the back, and his right arm. If you study close, his right arm is bent. And what he's doing is saying the Pledge of Allegiance. So he's five years old, and he learned the Pledge of Allegiance, and he was so proud of that and I was too and I had him do it multiple times and I was watching him do that and I thought you know what this would make a cool cover so I took a bunch of pictures of him from the back and then had my daughter take some also with a green screen so that we really got it and I just sent that to Gary and that's what he came up with well it's great so you've got the American flag in the distance and he's saying his pledge of allegiance and it's a beautiful album and uh, so to be able to see this, you need to purchase it. And we'll talk about, yeah. about that a little bit later. <laughs> but the name of well, the well, CD is Times Like These. We're going to listen to the title cut from that and come back and talk more with Mr. Randy Houston today on the Campfire Cafe. In a cottonwood tree Looking over the dry sappy Smoke from the mountains Like thunderstorm clouds The ash falls to ranches below It's a curse and a blessing This bond that we forge The links in this long cowboy chain 
When times are tough, we all pull together. When one hurts, we all feel the pain. It's times like these when it seems like our world has come to an end. We hold on to hope, hold to the promise that times will get better again. We'll shout and we'll cry, we'll ask God why. As we fall down on bended knees And pray for the strength To get us through times like these Horses are waiting Breakfast is late To them it's just another day Cattle will soon be drifting to water. The eagle has gone on his way. And me, I'll put one foot in front of the other. And somehow we'll all make it through. With how great thou art. And Jesus loves me. Cause that's what ranch folks do It's times like these When it seems like our world has come to an end We hold on to hope Hold to the promise Times will get better again We'll shout and we'll cry We'll ask God why As we fall down on bended knees Pray for the strength To get us through times like these Today we'll gather Celebrate life Pray for the strength to get us through times like these, times like these. Randy Houston, Times Like These, the title track from this fabulous new album, Randy, um, I've had the privilege of hearing a little bit of these songs live when we've gotten to see you in concert. Um, it's just wonderful to hear the whole album and how the pieces um, play. You know, one run right after the other. It's just, it's just, it's just wonderful. Um, can you tell us a little bit about when you started this project and did um, did did COVID's appearance have an impact on you getting it finally getting it out? Where I reckon. Um, so the songs, oh, yeah, let's just do when I get it. So, yikes, it was actually at the end of 2019 uh, that I started the recording process, anticipated finishing it by March of, no, 2020. I can't keep track. That was 2020, I, know. <laughs> I think. I don't know. It's all blended yeah. together. 
But it is. Um, anyway, when COVID first struck, I was in Nashville finishing it up, and uh, they they started locking things down. In fact, when I drove back, um, there were no places open to eat in most of Arkansas. Uh, most motels wow. were closed. And, I mean, it was like the period of a week all of this came down. And um, that caused me to postpone because I, I still needed to go back and mix the project. And as this drug on, as COVID drug on, the mix engineer finally said, well, I'm not you know, even letting anybody come into the studio anymore to do this. Um, if you want to go ahead and mix it, we'll try and do it over the Internet. And I was like, nah, I don't think so. And uh, they, he and another guy came up with a method for me to listen to him in his studio, and that worked. I could, again, through the Internet and connections, I was basically right there with him in the mix studio. I just couldn't see the screens, and um, we mixed it that way. So then we, we got it all mixed, and I thought, okay, here we go, and then realized, well, heck, there are no live venues. There's, we can't get out mm-hmm. and do anything, and, um, and, what delayed it, and then what delayed it even further past that is uh, I just got so, so busy in 2021 with all the different things I was doing that it kind of got put on the back burner. It was like, well, <laughs> I've waited this long. Let me concentrate on you know, other priorities. And so anyway, I finally got it out at the end of the month, last month, and here we are. Well, it seems, you know, timing is everything. It seems like um, just even listening to the title track for the umpteenth time that it just is, it just is what we need to be hearing today. (laughs) Well, can I, can I give you a little aside on that? Sure. On that on that that topic and yeah. on that song, um, mm-hmm. so uh, the some of your listeners know, some don't. I was in Nashville for quite a while, made a lot of friends in Nashville, did a lot of recording, had a publishing company, all this stuff. So I worked with the music professionals a bunch. One of the things that never happened to me in all the time I was there, all the work I did, happened this time. And what that occurrence was is that we were doing uh, background vocals and um, the the folks doing, I had two people doing background vocals, had Rodney Engel and um, Kim Parent doing the backgrounds. And we worked on this song. And when we finished it, um, kind of sheepishly said, she said, I just love this song. Um, I, I was wondering, I wanted to ask you, um, um, I said, well, Kim, she said, would you mind if I started playing this song out um, when I do my shows? I was like, wow. oh wow. Uh, and, wow! And again, if, I mean, we recorded some. We did demos. We did demos on songs that became hit songs when I was there. I never had this happen before, and I was like, yes, absolutely, you can. Wow, what an honor! What a thrill! <laughs> um, so, Bobby, I get what you're saying, and she said the same thing, and that was what I don't know, a year year and a half ago. She said this mm-hmm. song is just right for these times. Mhm. Mhm. It is. It is. Well, it's a great As, album. Uh, so we, great album. Do we have yeah. we have enough time for me to tell you what the song how it came about? I'll do my best yeah. to be real yeah. quick. Yeah. So yeah. two years ago we were at Alpine, uh, the Cowboy Music and Poetry Gathering. Actually, it had switched 
to being the Lone Star Gathering then. Uh, we were getting ready to walk in to do a show, and I'm pretty doggone sure Jim Jones was standing right next to me. We had our guitars strapped on our backs, and, I mean, getting ready to walk in. We were tuned up and ready to go, and I got a phone call from our pastor, and he knew I was there, and I thought, this is weird. He doesn't bother me. He hardly ever calls me anyway, but why would he call me now? I answered the phone, and it turns out two of our uh, my dearest friends had got killed in a car wreck that morning. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And, he, wow. and he wanted me to know that he said you know before you hear rumors or anything else this is the deal and this is what happened so i talked to um you know the the my friend's children uh, that day or the next day and they said we'd like you to sing at the service please do um to a mom's favorites how great thou art and jesus loves me and pick one of your songs and i was like i thought about it and i'm like man i don't have anything appropriate for them and so I wrote this for that. Mm. Wow. 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 Whoa, that kind of so, took But it has away. a bigger meaning. And that's, you know, it mm-hmm. has a bigger meaning and a bigger uh, meaning. Mm-hmm. That's it. And and that was intentional. I didn't I didn't want people to go, oh, no, that's a funeral song. In fact, you, you, <laughs> you, know, you probably wouldn't even pick that out as being that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of lighten things up just a little bit yes. and uh, get yes. to another song from the CD. This is one called Tumblebug Blues, and uh, <laughs> we're talking to Randy Houston today on the Campfire Cafe. <laughs> Like a good idea, and the banker he agreed. Rock pile ranch, a bunch of cattle, and a top cowman like me. Funny how things on paper and reality's not the same. A low birth weight bull, but calves to pull, and we ain't had a drop of rain. I got heifers down, I've lost 25 pounds, market's in the tank. There's a lot of concern about my health from the nice folks at the bank. It's a matter of perspective, I'm doing what I love. Even though at times seems like I'm just an overgrown tumblebug. Roll it up, boy. Yes, I should have listened to Jack and Jenny Cates. Bought Corey and the cows instead of those sows that are bawling at my gate. I'm feeding cake most every day. I worn out a keg of horseshoes. It's all cow chips and guacamole. I've got the tumblebug blues. Got heifers down. I've lost 35 pounds. The market's in the tank. There's a lot of concern about my health from the nice folks at the bank. 
It's a matter of perspective Doing what I love Even though at times Seems like I'm just an overgrown son of a I was just a little critter that got his dinner from what cows leave behind. I'd pack up the kids, roll down the road with our own slice of the pie. But I've got heifers down, I've lost 45 pounds, markets in the tank. There's a lot of concern about my health from the nice folks at the bank. It's a matter of perspective, doing what I love. Even though at times seems like I'm just an overgrown tumblebug. I've been thinking it over, I could be a hot roller if I was just a tumblebug. Well, that kind of lightened things up just a little bit. That's Tumblebug Blues, <laughs> Mr. Frank. It did. Uh, I'm not excited to be that. a rancher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. All right, guys. Randy, you wrote most of the songs on the CD, and um, you wrote a couple with uh, a couple of other our, of our friends, Mr. Jim Jones and with Kristen Harris. So... Do you do a lot of co-writes with folks? I do. Um, I, I love to write. I, I love to write. I think, I'm not positive, but I think that oh, I had somewhere between 8 and 12 songs that I either wrote or co-wrote that were recorded by other artists last year. Um, yeah. And that's my biggest thrill. I just love to write. So, and like with Kristen, Kristen has recorded some of my stuff and also some co-writes, and the same with Jim. Jim has recorded some that I've written and then some that he and I have written. But this was the first time that I recorded songs that either of those guys were uh, co-writers on and, and that I love both of the songs, and I was tickled that they agreed to let me help them write them. Well, they're great songs, and... Um... I'm going to suggest that you kind of co-write with somebody that's pretty close to me sometime. That would be a lot of fun. Well, I've been trying to. I want to. I want to. I want to. And we we actually did. We wrote one, but um, I couldn't convince her to record it. She said it was too sad. I think we need to revisit that song. I think that might be a good idea. That might be a good idea. But anyway, here's a great co-write that you did with our good friend, Mr. Jim Jones. It's called Scarecrow. How did this come about? Jim was here at the ranch helping out. Um, he comes occasionally and does stuff. And while he's here, you know, I uh, suggested that we write something. He had just written a novella that was titled Scarecrow. I believe that was the title. But either way, I read that Um while he was here, I think it's about to be published or was just published. And Jim, I apologize for not knowing for sure. Uh, but anyway, we're talking about a song to write. And I said, heck, let's write Scarecrow, but let's make it about um, lawman PTSD. 
and how, you know, PTSD can really mess with a person's mind. And so that's what we did. That's what we got. It was uh, our song, Scarecrow, which is not the novella. The novella used Scarecrow for a different thing than we did. All right. Well, this is this, this is another great song from the album, Times Like These. We're talking with Randy Houston today on the Campfire Cafe, and we'll be back in just a moment.
couldn't bear to think What does the scarecrow do at night? co-write with Jim Jones, Scarecrow, from Randy's brand new CD, Times Like These. So, uh, Randy, um, is it possible to pick your family? (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, no. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So you have another humorous song. There are several on the on the album and I think Gary's got this one queued up. So what can you tell us about uh can't pick your family? <laughs> so we know that uh that that's kind of a an old expression that we've heard and typically said when somebody slaps themselves on the forehead and says it or they roll their eyes and say, "Well, you can't pick your family." Um <laughs> and I realized I'd never heard a song with that title and I just ran at it to see what I could come up with and came up with a few humorous things. But my, one of my favorites, of course, cause it's uh, one of our best friends is the guy that I included in the last verse. And so I guess if we're going to play the song, we'll just wait and won't, won't break the surprise, but uh, <laughs> it, it's just a fun song. And, and I can't tell you why I get inspired to write those fun songs, but, Luckily, sometimes they just come out. Well, this is Can't Pick Your Family. And uh, I thought that was a loaded question, Bobby Bell, when you asked him. Let's take a listen to Can't Pick Your Family. Randy Houston is from the album Times Like These. Cowboy and man, so 
it really shocked Angel. Caught him in the loft with Cousin Louise, learning to play the banjo. You can pick your apples in the orchard. You can pick on and hold me. Pick your guitar or your mandolin, but you can't pick your family. Pick your guitar or your mandolin, but you can't pick your family. Can't pick your family, Randy Houston. I can kind of relate to that song a little bit. <laughs> That's all I'll say about that. <laughs> I don't know. I hope all. my I family. Think we can all. Yep. <laughs> I hope my family members would still pick me. <laughs> oh, they would. They, no one was talking about you in that kind of song, Bobby. I guarantee it. <laughs> It did make me think, though. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> got, a, got a question there a little bit. Yeah, I think there's yeah. some people that might not pick me. I don't know. But anyway, this is such a fun CD. And um, we were talking about co-writing just a little bit ago. You wrote uh, this one with Kristen Harris. And Kristen is such a sweetheart. It's called The Kind of Friend You Are. So tell us about writing with Kristen and how this song came about. As I as I mentioned, I think I mentioned a minute ago, we uh, we've we've written several songs together, and Kristen has recorded some of those. This is the first one that I've recorded that she and I wrote, and she has wanted to write. I'm gonna. This is kind of be the big spoiler, but I'm just gonna go ahead and throw it out there right now. She has wanted to write a dog song for a long time. Um, we're in the process <laughs> of writing a really a, a really cool horse song that hopefully will be on her next project but um anyway she's wanted to write a dog song and she knows i'm a dog guy and she's certainly a dog yeah. gal and i i ran at it in several different ways but i you know it, i just didn't didn't work for me and uh so finally decided to do it like this and so this is a dog song and most mm-hmm. people will have wow. to listen to it three mm-hmm. th- three times or more to realize that. And the mm-hmm. only the only hint in the song is that uh, the last line before going into the second chorus, last line of the second verse is "Ever since you were a pup." A and pup. It, mm-hmm. it makes it even more even more difficult <laughs> to under or to realize that because that's an expression that we use. It's certainly in the ranching world, talking about other humans. We'll say something like, oh, heck, I've known Gary since I was a pup. And yeah. um, and so the as we were writing it, I talked to Kristen about it because it was supposed to be for her. Uh, this was going to be for her next album. And it was just so darn good. I got permission to use it on mine. But um I said, how about if we do it in a way that really doesn't give away that it's about a dog until people really listen to it? And it could, so it could be about your spouse or your parent 
your best friend or anything that. But then once you find out it's about a dog, you're like, oh, my goodness, wow. <laughs> so I can Well, you know, as I was see. going, yeah, when I was, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah, as I was going through selecting songs, I kept wondering why Sam, my dog, kept, you know, kind of wagging his tail when he was <laughs> kind of friend you are. And uh, written by Randy Houston and our good friend Kristen Harris. We'll be back. I've known the sound of slamming doors, been bucked off and been burned. Your hair's been singed a time or two. You were there at every turn You bring sunlight to a darkened place And a smile when there's pain A friend no one could question Would stand with me in the rain Just feels like, oh my gosh, this song 
it exactly relates to something that I've just experienced. And I, I find that so many of these songs are doing that for me. The next one that um, Gary's going to play is Where the Storms Go to Die. And um, I read a book earlier this year, I think it was called Four Winds. It takes place in the, the Dust Bowl. Um, powerful, power, almost almost painful to read to the end. I'm watching 1883 right now, and although this song isn't necessarily about that time, I feel like this should be playing in the in the back. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just it's just powerful. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about it, and then let's take a listen to it. Sure. Um, this is probably the most specific song on the project that I really wasn't aiming for any great metaphor or something like that. It's about drought. It's about tough times, which is uh, one of the realities of the ranching life. And we have been through an unprecedented streak of drought since about 2010 or so. And it's really been difficult to stay alive in the ranching business and it was too close and personal for me to write until you know it wasn't long ago and one day I was up on the mesa watching another storm go by us and I thought man this place is where the storms go to die they they Mm -hmm. get to here and quit and um, that's the whole background of it okay Here we go. This is where the storms go to die. Randy Houston. I've known the sound of slamming doors, been bucked off and been burned. Your hair's been singed a time or two. You were there at every turn You bring sunlight to a darkened place And a smile when there's pain A friend no one could question Would stand with me in the rain The one who always has my back I grow up, I'd like to be the kind of friend you are. There's a picture of me laughing. You're there by my side. Quiet comfort offered For the times that I've cried You taught me to see past others' flaws And that love don't give up I've done my best to learn from you Ever since you were a pup Always has my back, the one who heals my heart. When I grow up, I'd like to be the kind of friend you are. 
Sharpened by the challenge and tempered by the flame Keepers of the spirit that keeps the West alive Here where the storms go to die Destined to be stewards of this unforgiving land Blessing and the curse of a cowboy in man Another cloud turns to vapor in a painfully blue sky Destined to be stewards of this unforgiving land Blessing and the curse of a cowboy and man Another cloud turns to vapor in a painfully blue sky Here where the storms go to die Well, it's time now for Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. When we come back, we'll be talking with our good friend Robert the Trailmeister Eversole today on Saddle Up America. Bucking on a license plate Or catching trout off the Yellowstone Young love holding hands on a county fair first date Or devil's tower standing all alone Yeah, she's wild and she's free Place where I'm supposed to be Out on the range It's my home Wyoming Mustangs on the red desert Running wild A bull elk bugman on a thoroughfare Cruising Cody on a Friday night Cowboy style Or watching the sunset Forgetting your cares Yeah, she's wild and she's free The place where I'm supposed to be Out on the range, it's my home, Wyoming. The Bighorn Mountain standing, snow adorned. 
Small town traffic on a single street A cowboy's trotting out in the early light of morning They're saying howdy to everyone you meet Yeah, she's wild and she's free A place where I'm supposed to be Out on the range, it's my home Wyoming 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 Mr. Darren Little today on Saddle Up America, and joining us is our good friend, Mr. Robert, the Trailmeister Everso. Good morning, Robert. Good morning, and how is everybody? We are doing Great. fine. How is your weather out in Washington? Well, it's warmed up. It's not, you know, three degrees anymore. It's now we're now we're sitting right right at 30, 34, 35, and everything is sloppy and messy and slippy. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> my goodness. Well, I know you had some snow out there, some pretty heavy snow or something. Like that. Yeah, we did. Um, I-90 was closed for, what, four days, I believe. So, you know, so wow. Seattle was cut off from the rest of the world. The I guess it was i I don't know. Whatever interstate runs north south, that was closed too. So, so I think they had a, a rough go of it, but it's it's been cleared out since. But uh, yeah, we've we've had some weather. I think you guys are supposed to get some weather there on the east side, aren't you? Well, we had uh, last week. We had uh, snow and ice. It was about six to eight inches, nine inches of snow. And uh, of course, here in in the east, uh, particularly here in Tennessee. That stuff turns to ice pretty quickly. So we had oh. we had a ton of ice. We had a ton of ice and uh, pretty dangerous conditions. I believe it. I'm not even going to ask Bobby because we we know what it's like down south. It's 70 and sunny, right? Uh, well, yeah. it's in the 50s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's lovely. Yes. Hey, I, I, I saw, do miss, uh, I saw uh, the... Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just, just going to say, uh, it's it's Trailmeister sends out a great newsletter, uh, and I was just looking this time that you've got a thing on uh, emergency roadside toolkit, and yeah. you know we usually talk a little bit about trailer maintenance and what you need to be doing this time of the year when it's too nasty to get out and get ready to go but but this yep. emergency toolkit thing was kind of interesting so 
So why don't you expound upon that just a little bit? Well, thank you. And and yeah, I mean, this is the this is the time of the year to get ready for 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 the summer season. I would much rather you know make sure that I've got all the the bits and bobs that I might have in, in case uh, of a problem uh, now, rather than have having to chase things down, you know, on a camping trip and likely not have them. Uh, so, so since I'm not riding this time of the year, you know, this is a good time to, to kind of go through all that stuff. I like to think of it as, yeah. you know, what bits and bobs might come in real handy um, if I've got a, a problem. Anything from, you know, a, something something comes loose, something needs smashed together, something needs tied on, do I have the stuff that I can – you know, make that make that happen with me. Um, apart from you know the the essentials, you know, like the fire extinguisher and the jumper cables and first aid kit and type stuff. But you know, things right. to keep stuff together. Um, um, you know, if you've got a trailer, you've got electrical stuff. I guess in, in your vehicle too. But I don't consider myself a mechanic enough to take care of that. <laughs> Amen. There. Um, yeah, so keep the lights on, stuff to change a tire. I mean, it's amazing how many people don't carry stuff to change a tire with them, or or almost yeah. as bad, they've got it, but they don't know how to use it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, just bits and bobs that I think are, are you know, they've certainly saved, um, you know, some of our trips. Uh, I know last year, you know, my 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 one eventful trip last summer, uh, we had uh-huh. two uh, flat tires. But but before I got the oh, helicopter wow. ride. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, and you know, what thank you about that? Well, I had my my tire changing kit, so I changed them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm awfully glad. Okay. I, All right. I, you, I had, did. you had one flat, you fixed it, and then you had a second flat. Exactly. Not, not to it. Uh, okay. Not to it. Yep. So had had one flat and swapped it out with the with the spare, and we're we if if folks remember you know we we stayed at the trailhead an extra day or so um, to make sure that the other members of the party were all squared away and their animals were were ready, and um, right. I noticed that you know hey that that tire looks a it, 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 it's only full on the top side, so, <laughs> so yeah. So you know, I and and part of me just said, well, "I'll get to it when we get back. I'll get to it when we get back." Changing a tire is never fun, and but I'm so right. glad that said, "Hey, let's just fix it now." So swapped out, um, you know, the spare for the bad, and then drove, you know, two hours uh, to the nearest town to. Um, you know, get it get it fixed, um, and um, you know, had that fixed. Drove two hours back, got got everything all squared away, and then that next morning, by golly, another tire was flat. So we had run mm-hmm. over something nasty, and yeah. you know what four service roads are like. You know, that's kind of yeah. iffy at the best of times. Um, yeah. And so, well, rinse and repeat. Uh, you know, because 
you know, I, 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 I'd rather not have to worry about it later. And, and for that one especially, you know, Celeste would have not only had to bring the whole, the whole crew out on her own, but then she would have had to change the tire on top of it. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. her heart. So, yeah, but You're it, enough it, to it, have it to actually, with. yeah, it's made me think about should, should I carry another spare on the trailer? Uh-huh. You know, I don't know mm-hmm. where in the world I'd put it, but you know, that's only happened once in 20 years, so chances of it happening again, I hope, are fairly slim. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, so, but yeah, the, the the trailer toolkit, the vacation saver. The vacation. And you you have vacation. you have a print you have a printable checklist, which is very nice. So yeah. um, just tell tell people where they can go to get that, so they can print uh, off not only read the article to, but print it. Exactly. They can go to trailmeister dot com, and uh, the the newsletter is right in the very first thing on the on the tip section. So you can open up the January newsletter and it's right at the at the very top. And there's even a video. Mm-hmm. So well, while you're talking yeah, about, so. why don't you just go ahead and give us your website because we don't mention that until the end of the show usually, but uh yeah. you've got a great website. Chock full oh, of great information. You. And videos yeah. and Everything. And, and even information on Amazon's best-selling book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what would the name of that one be, Robert? What would the, the name Amazon, of that book be, by the way? That would be the ABCs of trail riding and horse camping. <laughs> yeah, and, buddy. And right you know, number isn't one. Isn't that just a who? Yeah. Yes, A yeah. number one. <laughs> So, so yeah, so this is the time of the year where I try to get everything squared away for for summer because, you know, summer is going to be here before we know it. It doesn't feel like it, but it's going to be here before we know it. Um, and there's just things I, I want to do in summer besides worry about other things, you know. Um, yeah. You know, this is the time of the year where I'm, you know, making sure that the – the emergency kits are squared away that, um, well, last weekend we went through our first aid kits, you know. All right. And it's amazing things that, that expire um, that you just don't think of, you know, the uh, like those little little individual packets of Tylenol and ibuprofen and stuff. Mm. Those have expiration dates. Oh, really? The old wow. buddy. So yeah, just little bits, odds and ends like that. I've been, I've, I've, I call it cowboy crochet. So I've been stringing together new, new cinches for, for, for Ruger and the girls. Uh, and you do an you know. outstanding job, by the way. Oh, thank you. That. You do an outstanding job on that. How did you take up yeah. crocheting, or what do we call it? <laughs> well, it, it's, it's not really crochet. It's just. Uh, uh, a dear friend of mine named Ed Halflinger, kind of a, one of the bad influences that got me into this, um, he really uh, illustrated to me a long time ago the importance of having a proper cinch and a cinch that fits. Uh, and there's there's a lot more to cinches than just going to the down to the feed store and and finding something. Uh, not only does it have to be the right length, but width is incredibly important, I think. 
you know, my my bubba's, and, and I think it's pretty common with mules. They've got they've got big bellies and a and a and a and a, and a tiny little cinch pocket. Uh, okay. So I'm running pretty darn narrow cinches on front. Uh, Coco, the the cocoa bean, she's running a 13 strand cinch, you know, which is pretty darn narrow. Wow. Uh, it is. Yeah. But any anything wider than that uh, soars her up because it winds her cinch pocket there is so narrow. You know, it causes it to um, you know fold in on itself and causes sores. Um, right. And when I yeah, when I first got into horses, I thought, well, heavens, I'm going to get these big roper cinches that that are big and wide to distribute that pressure. And you know, and you know, I, I want to distribute that pressure as as much as I possibly can. And I caused more problems, you know, for, from that than, than than I solved. So it wasn't until I, you know, with 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 Ed's help, really started thinking about. Well, yeah, it's great if it fits, but if it doesn't fit, you're causing more problems. So, he, at any rate, he's he started me down the, the down the down the cinch making road, and you know I can make a cinch for whatever I want, and it's custom made. I don't have to go down to the store, and and it's kind of a relaxing thing to do on a cold winter's eve. <laughs> Well, it's always good to find something on these cold, snowy days to be doing. I'll tell oh, you that. Oh, buddy. But, yeah, so sit in front so of the – uh, go ahead. No, I was just going to ask, are you still being able to – have you been able to work with the mules any to kind of get them ready for being out and ridden and on the trail? And, uh, not know, for the past week. It, it has been okay. just nasty. You know, with with the ice and stuff, I figure if I'm slipping and sliding, I don't, I don't want to ask them they to do are so clear. as well. Yeah, yeah, but put them with just the snow. Yeah, we are getting them out pretty much every day. I mean, this is a great time of the year. You know, when it's not slippery, uh, I might not be riding because you know I, I am fragile like that, and I, I can't get too cold, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> so I can relate, you know, but. Yeah, but when there's a couple feet of snow on the ground and you're you're both working a little bit, we we work on just the basics, you know, just the groundwork stuff. So, hey, Bubba's, let let's stand still or let's practice leading. Uh, you know, let let's let, let's practice the, those basics. And I really think that groundwork side of the house just comes in so so much. Once we're in the saddle, I didn't didn't used to think it. Um, then I changed my ways, and I, I think I've got much better critters because of that time and effort we spend on the groundwork. Uh, Ty Evans, I think, has a, a great saying about it: "If they don't listen to to you on the ground, why are they going to listen to you when you're in the saddle?" Um, mm. So, so be- before true. it got sloppy, <laughs> we were out doing doing the groundwork. So, and I got to tell you, that big, big red mule of mine, the Ruger mule. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he, he's, he, well, I, I love him to death. You know, you, you love all your furry four-legged kids. Um, but, you know, like, like a teenage boy, he's got his own ideas about things at times. And uh, groundwork, groundwork cures that. <laughs> 
You don't want to stand still? Well, thank you for the opportunity. Let's practice moving our fronts uh, and our hinds, and and it's not too long until standing still is the better option. <laughs> yeah, that works every time. That works every time. Yep. Hey, we want to take a real quick break and come back and talk more with the Trailmeister, Mr. Robert Eversole, today on Saddle of America. But here's a here's a great song that was written by um, uh, it was a co-write for Andrew Renfrey, and uh, it was recorded uh, by quite a few folks. But it's one that they have done on a new CD that's been remastered. It's called The Buffalo Grass, and we'll be back in just a moment to talk more with Robert today on Saddle Up America.
The Buffalo Grass, and that was the Renfries featuring Andy Renfrey on main vocal. We're talking with Robert Eversole, the trailmeister today. Um, Robert, you know, I always love going through your Facebook page. You're so very active and such great photos and info, as well as the um, Trailmeister newsletter. I thought there was an interesting Facebook post. You have a picture of um, you and Coco, I think. Thing. You're out in the um, snow. No, Ruger, I'm sorry. You're out in the snow. And mm-hmm. um, he seems to not necessarily be listening to you. And you write a little bit about how to get his attention. And you know whether you have it or not by the position of his ears. I thought that was very interesting. Can you tell oh, us about you. that? I can. You know, mules are, are great because they do have those great long ears. Uh, but I think it works with, with other other e- equal, equids as well. You just got to look a little harder. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, when, when you're working with critters, um, you want their attention on you. And for, for me, the easy way to see if it is is, is Ruger pointing his ear at me. You know, a lot of times people will talk about, you know, is he looking at you? Well, I don't, I don't, I can't tell. I can't see something 10 feet away from me, you know, <laughs> but, but I can see that ear. And uh, so when we're working, you know, I, I, I want that ear on me. So I probably look more at his ears than I do the, the rest of his body as we're doing whatever we may be doing. And if there's something more interesting, you know, out in the woods, if, if the elk are wandering by, or even worse, are the turkeys, um, <laughs> you know, and something's more more interesting, you know, I I um, I, 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 I I say, hey, ears, <laughs> you know, and and generally that's enough to bring him back. And if it's not, then then we'll 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 work a little bit, you know, a little little bump on the lead. I really try to to avoid. You know, bumping the leads or you know, getting getting in their face, so to speak. I figure I wouldn't like it, so why would they? Uh, but yeah, I, I watch their ears. <laughs> as crazy you know, as it, it is. Yeah. Well, when I read that, I thought, well, how? You know, as humans, nobody would know what's going on with our ears. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Which, but I, I guess mean, for eyes. Fate, you know, expression, exactly. Um, nodding yeah, their head, you know, looking at their watch, you know, <laughs> right, exactly, changing the and remote, I think it's you know, just... changing the channel, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, um, and I just think so, sometimes I think that uh, you know, horses and, and, and mules, they're not really vocal critters so much. You know, you'll you'll, you'll get mm-hmm. some some nickers or some some hollering here and there, but. They're pretty quiet, but boy, they're watching each other. You know, all it takes is is a look from from one, and the others. You know, hey, I'm getting the heck out of Dodge. Um, mm-hmm. And so, so sometimes I think that uh, that that our mules and horses think that that we're odd because we talk so much. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I. I you know, if, if, if I, I try to meet them halfway. I try to do things as quietly as I can, you know, and watch their body language. And, and, and I'm not saying I speak mule or horse, but, but, but I'm an okay lip reader, I guess. I can get there some of the time. <laughs> um, but we can see so much just in, in their ears. I mean, you know, when they're pinned back, well, everybody knows that means watch out. 
you know, when we're riding down the trail. My mules, they're half the time when we're riding down the trail, the, the girls in back, um, their ears will be f- straight out to the sides, just flopping in time to their to their hoof steps. Ruger's ears, because we're generally in the lead, you know, they're they're laser beamed out in front. What what what's up ahead? Um, you know, there's just so much information that we can get from from watching the critters. Um, one of the one of my favorite things to do is just go out and hang out in the barn or in the pasture and just watch them and watch them, you know, communicate with each other non-verbally. Um, I, I think it's kind of a cool thing. But yeah, ears. <laughs> Come back, come back here, Ruger. Give me those ears. <laughs> That's really interesting. You also posted a photo of Coco and Ruger, two separate photos, and one has quite a bit of snow um, on the back, on the ears. I think even on the eyelashes. And the oh, other yeah. one, yeah, and the other one doesn't really have any snow right. on the body. And I thought that was interesting, too, what you had to say about that. Why don't you share that with us? Oh, thank you. Yeah, well, this time of the year, you know, um, I'm freezing to death. And, you know, when I go outside, and even in the office today, I've got a sweater and a hat on. Uh, I should ask Celeste to let me turn the heat up, huh? Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, with our critters, I, I, I truly used to think with, with the critters, that, um, you know, if I'm cold, I'm sure they are as well. And I've since read some studies that, you know, they're happiest when it's in the, you know, 40s and 50s. Um, but, you know, they're they're really adapted quite well for colder temperatures. And, you know, when you see that, that, that thick layer of, of, of snow and ice on, on their back, that's actually... You know, you, you think, oh, my, that's got to be terrible. But it's actually showing you just how efficient and effective their their natural coat is. Um, you know, if, if, if uh, heat isn't coming up to melt it, they are pretty darn toasty. And, and really, one of the big reasons why I don't ride during the winters or spend a lot of time, you know, really working them hard is I'm terrified of getting them sweaty when it's really cold out. Um, mm. You know, I, I don't, that's the sure way to catch, catch a chill. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the more snow on them, uh, the, the, the thicker their, their coat and they're more effective that it is. And then Ruger, he was the one that, that had no snow on him. I think he mm-hmm. still curses at me and mulish for bringing him up from, <laughs> from Arizona and Phoenix. Uh, and he just doesn't grow and never has grown a thick, thick coat. Uh, I've actually at times thought, well, I need to put like a heat lamp in the barn for him. I'm sure he would use it, uh, but I've never seen him shiver. Um, and so I don't, as much as I, I worry about it, I don't take action because he's not shivering. If he's not shivering, mm. therefore, um, I'm cold. assuming he's he's not too cold. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Coco, the, the the yak creature, I, I we were out the other day. I needed to measure her for for some cinches, and uh, and so I had my tape measure with me, and I just thought, well, girl, you've got a lot of hair. She's got a hairy butt, uh, 
And so I put the tape measure on her, and her fur was, honest to goodness, three inches long. Wow. Yeah, that's, yeah she's got more hair on her than I have on me. Um, wow. So three wow. inches of fur. Um, and, and that's why that, that, uh, that snow sticks around. Uh, we had, just before the weather broke and it got a little bit warmer, we had a lot of freezing rain one day. And went out. I just felt terrible. She had uh, little icicles on her eyelashes. Oh, <laughs> poor thing. Oh. You know, but it, it just doesn't melt off of her. Uh, Ruger, on the other hand, well, he he lounges on his bed of hay uh, that I meant for him to eat. <laughs> you know, in the barn, um, and, and, it, and it works oh. out for all of them. But they're they're all individuals and. Um, you know, I, I, I do watch them and I do worry about them. Um, and you know, if I were to see any of them shivering, well, then I would break out the blankets. Um, uh, but haven't needed to yet. Knock on wood. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Well, it's amazing because they don't have too many blankets out in the wild, really. Exactly, <laughs> but blankets make us feel better, you know. They do. You know, it's cold, it's they nasty. I, I'm going to make myself feel better by putting a blanket on my horse. Um, yeah. And there, there, there's nothing wrong with that, just as long as as we're cognizant of what we may or may not be doing. Uh, I read a fascinating article. It's been a number of years ago. You know, horses and mules, they have the same goose pimple muscles that we do. And their skin to lift their mm-hmm. hairs up. Okay. Um, so when it's cold, they do that, and they're, that's why they're they're so fluffy in the winter. One of the reasons. Um, but if we put a blanket over that, um, that smashes that hair down, and so you get rid of that loft, which is the insulating part of of the hair. You know that that trapped mm-hmm. hair. So a blanket. In cases, and, you know, in some situations, can actually make the horse colder. I thought that was crazy. Right. Right. But yeah, but you're right. removing that that loft in some cases, and I mean, whether you, whether you like it or not, physics don't lie. So they do not, not lie. <laughs> well, you know, Robert, if you you know, and I, and this happened this past week. We got we got a pretty good snow here in Tennessee, and. Uh, I was looking at the houses around me, and none of it had melted off the roofs. And they got it's good like, insulation. oh, this is a good thing. They're good yeah. insulation. So then I then I stepped back further so I could see my house, and I was very happy to see that the snow had not melted off of my roof. You know, very good. So it's same way with uh, same way with our horses uh, and exactly. our dogs. You know, because yes. they have the dogs have that double layer and, and the horse are well insulated, so God yep, has a way of taking care of our creatures, doesn't he? That, 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 that they do, that he does, uh, except except for the boo, you know, the, the, the poor boo. He, he would freeze to death if he didn't have his little coat and, and had to bring him in. <laughs> so he tells me that. His, um, he's looking at, my, at me right now. His eyes are saying, don't you dare put me outside. So... <laughs> Hey, I wanted he to ask you, well. you because I noticed I noticed that you had posted the other day that you have got a lot of uh, expos that you're doing, and yeah. uh, you're kind of you're kind of getting booked up. So where are you going to be for the next 
little bit. For the next where little we, bit? Where can we see you? Yeah. Well, uh, I've got a book signing um, here in Spokane on February 1st. Is that Groundhog Day? Is the first Groundhog Day? Or is it some other time in I February? think it is, isn't it? I'll okay. Google it. So on Groundhog Day, I've got a book signing here in Washington, in Spokane, which ought to be a lot of fun. I've got Bobby's Bobby's tip with with the with the index cards. <laughs> I already got the box together. Uh, and yeah, and then the last weekend of the month, so the last weekend of February, I will be in Denver at the Rocky Mountain Horse Expo. Uh, Big one. A repeat visit there. Yeah, it, it's a nice sized one. Uh, the last time I was there was in the before times, just in the very before mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. That was when mm-hmm. when when I flew in. It was the airport was normal, and then when I flew out, it was a whole different world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so from there, uh, I will come back to Washington to the Washington Horse uh, Expo on the west side of Washington, and then I go to Nebraska, Omaha. Hopefully I would get to meet Warren Buffett, although I don't think he's into horses. Um, <laughs> and then I come back to Washington for the backcountry horseman rendezvous, and then I go past Omaha to Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> so, okay. So, yeah, so – Quite busy. All of all of all of uh, March, I will be going from point A to point B, and so on. But it's really exciting that that the expos and whatnot there seem like they're, you know, trying to come back this year. So, so yeah. that, that that's a good yeah. thing. Well, hopefully, that's a good thing. Hopefully, those things will continue on. Exactly. We just have to do what exactly. we have to do. By the way, February right. the 2nd is Groundhog Day. February the 2nd. February 2nd. Okay. Yeah. So, but, uh, but yeah. So it's exciting that, that the, the the clinics and stuff are starting back and and uh, really, really excited to be in front of people and talking about trail riding and horse camping. Um, it's going to be right. a great time. And, 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 yeah, yeah, just very excited. Although, as we were talking over the break. Hmm? No, go ahead. I was going to say, as we were talking over the break about uh, 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 camping recipes and and whatnot, I really need to get get working on those, too. There's so many things that that we need to get ready for 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 these camping trips, you know. (laughs) I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm kind of looking forward to this spring myself, you know, to get back out on the trail. Yep. Fun. Well, again, the website is trailmeister.com. Great, great information that you're going to find there. You can order the book there. You can find out where his tour schedule is going to be, and I would encourage you to get out and see the Trailmeister if he's in your area, anywhere close. Robert Eversole, we will see you next month. And, you know, that's not too far off. Oh, we're already into the middle of January. You know, we talked about trail riding, you know, two months, two months, and, and uh, there'll be trail riding back here in the east, you know. And yeah. Down. And then, Bobby, if you had had, had the had the desire or wanted to go, you could go riding this afternoon. 
because it's 17 cents there. There you go. There you go. There you go. Maybe I'll need oh, a walk. Yeah, for, for me, you know, right. summer summer here doesn't start until July 5th, so yeah. I've got a little bit longer to wait. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It'll, come, it'll come, though. It'll come. We know it's coming. All right. It'll come. It'll come. Robert, thank you so much. We'll talk to you next month. Wonderful. Everyone have a fabulous month to come and talk soon. Bye-bye now. All right. Bye-bye. Talk to you then. All right, we're going to listen to one by Jesse and Noah Bellamy. It's called The Vision. We'll be back in just a moment to talk more with Bobby Bell today on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Found. But that Appaloosa, he's still out there running around. 
Still wearing that old saddle with the shine all worn away. Now a symbol of the freedom he gained that rainy day. The mare's still with him, running by his side. And they both get more graceful with the passing of the time. They've gone in an offspring who will carry on. With a little bit of good luck, freedom's all they'll ever know. Tell me about the wild. Bobby Bell, this has been a fun, fun show today. Always great to have yep. Robert Eversole on. And uh, and Randy Houston is not a slouch as a guest either. <laughs> uh, great stories behind the music on this new CD. Um, times like these. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, it was a lot of fun talking with, uh, with Randy. And, um, and I did not give him a hard time like... Jim Jones suggested so. Next time. No, we we didn't. We we mentioned no. that we could, but we, we, we chose we the civility. We chose not to. Yeah. <laughs> we That's right. That is, <laughs> that is right. Hey, I just uh, we got an invitation yesterday to the uh, the uh, Western Heritage's Museum um, Wrangler Awards. So oh, we'll be heading back out. To, yeah, we'll be heading out there in April for that. And, and uh, I noticed that our friend Miss R. W. Hampton got his invitation, and Dale Shields said he'd see us out there then. So, a lot of friends that we'll be running into in Oklahoma City. Uh, I believe it's April eighth and ninth for the Wrangler Awards, and mm-hmm. uh, so that should be a lot of fun. And then again, we mentioned uh, when we were stretching earlier first part of the show, but we've got our event coming up in Gallatin, Tennessee at the Palace Theater tomorrow night at 6 o'clock, and we'll be doing the Tennessee premiere of the Mustangs, America's Wild Horses, and we'll be talking with Lisa Ann Fears, uh, Lisa Dearson, Julianne, uh, and I can't remember Julianne's last name, but they'll all be there. Uh, Lisa Ann and, and Hannah are riding across America 5,000 miles on their American Mustangs. And so they'll be there to talk about the trip so far, and we'll find out how many miles they've actually gotten in of that 5,000 miles already. But uh, that's going to be a great time. Admission is free. 
So come on out to the Palace Theater in Gallatin, Tennessee, and join us for the uh, premiere of The Mustangs, America's Wild Horses. And uh, that is uh, Stephen Latham is the producer. Robert Redford is the executive producer on that. Some great music by Bruce Springsteen, Willie Nelson, uh, Emmylou Harris. It's going to be a big time, so we'll have a lot of fun. And that's tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. What's going on out west? Oh, um, well, we're refreshing the website, putting up some new things from some of our vendors and retiring some things that aren't in production anymore. So it's also a great place um, to go outwestshop.com and on the toolbar, click Out West Live, and you'll find links to all the radio shows that I'm involved with, including, of course, Equestrian Legacy Radio, and that it's another place you can listen while you shop. You can listen to great radio <laughs> while you're, oh, while cool you're browsing through what the website. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a cool deal. So, well, I, I, I say this every time, but if you're looking for Western clothing, uh, whether you're an entertainer or just a fan of the Western and equestrian lifestyle, you, you need to visit outwestshops.com. Shopping there with Bobby Bell and her husband Jim because they're great folks and great products that are available for you. Uh, it's been a good show, as we said. Next week, next week we have uh, we've never had Bob Nobles on the show. Bob is a Texas guy who now lives just outside of Nashville, and we got a great CD from him a few weeks ago. And I thought, man, we just need to have Bob on the show and talk with him. So he'll be joining us next week for the Campfire Cafe and uh, some great music and great conversation with him as well. It's going to be a good first quarter of the year on Equestrian Legacy Radio, the Campfire Cafe, and Saddle of America as we roll into 2022. And, Bobby, it's already halfway through the month, the first month of the year. I know. I know. (laughs) Hard to wrap my head around that quickly going um any closing thoughts today i do have one this is um from desmond tutu do your little bit of good where you are it's those little bits of good put together that overwhelm the world that is a good good closing thought it's a good thought for every day really so bobby bell we will see you next week on the Campfire Cafe in Saddle Up America. And we encourage you, our listeners, to join us every Thursday beginning at noon, Central Standard Time for the Campfire Cafe, followed by Saddle Up America. But if you miss the show, you can always go back and listen on Spotify and iHeart and Apple iTunes or uh, Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Just look for, for Equestrian Legacy Radio. We're going to close out the show today with a great song by our friend, Miss Katie Moffitt. It's one called Midnight Radio. We'll see you next week on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. One, two, three, four. One, two, three. I was just 13, small and shy, in a big North Texas town. Mama didn't care for rock and roll 
go to bed at nine and set the clock alarm and wake up to the midnight radio. A special time for dreamers, my only time alone. The music really stirred a young girl's soul. From those voices on the midnight radio And the Texas moon was shining through my window As I dreamt of all the places I would go By the time I get to Places I would go 